on, everybody? This is Nick with Vantage Point Podcast, and I want to welcome you to week five of our series, Persons of Interest. Uh, we've been in this series now. This is the culmination of the month of May, but I wanted to bring you another special guest. Um, this actually rounds out the, the last three weeks of, of like the ORU edition of Persons of Interest. And so I want to bring a special friend of mine. Um, I've known her for a while. Uh, she's awesome. She's going to have some great insights for you. Uh, I hope you just are blessed by this episode, but I'm going to have her introduce herself right now. So by all means, let us know who you are. Hi, guys. I'm Aaliyah. I'm a recent graduate from Oral Roberts University. I hey. Studied, yes, I studied government. Um, I would say I would describe myself as a people lover, a doer, and a shaker. Two things that I love. I love the Enneagram and I love food. So just a little bit about me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. And so first off, um, I know that while you went to ORU, which is here in Tulsa, you're actually originally from New York, right? Mm -hmm. And so you are currently in New York. And so just talk to us a little bit about, you know, how have you been doing with, because we know we've read, you know, uh, coronavirus is a very big thing in New York. It's, it's like hit New York like none other in yeah. the States. And so how are you doing? How's your family doing? And then, you know, what are you taking away from this time? Because it's been about two and a half months, three months almost. And so just what are some things, you know, um, with you in this moment? What have you been doing? Yeah. So as an extrovert, it's been extremely difficult. I'm not going to lie. Um, I actually left the Saturday before we had plans for spring break. Um, we were going to leave on Sunday afternoon. But the, sat the Saturday before they canceled school on Monday at Oral Roberts, we like kind of made this plan Saturday night at 11 we're like okay we're gonna cancel and by 12 I booked a flight home did not know why I was like okay I'm probably gonna come back on Friday since I only have a couple of days for spring break um and I have not been back to Tulsa ever since yeah. um as you have stated New York is definitely the epicenter right now we have over one I believe one third of the cases here mm -hmm. um pretty much shelter in place um I only go out to the grocery store sometimes I go in the backyard to get fresh air um, when I feel like doing exercise outside, I'll go running, mm -hmm. but um, it's been really hard. Um, I miss my friends. Um, yeah. Senior year literally was stripped away. Um, not being able to engage outside, to go to coffee shops, to experience like church has been the hardest thing for me, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, but I think like what has been really difficult is seeing like the lack of seriousness people have taken to it, but also mm -hmm. the failure of like, people being able to do their jobs like every day um, mm -hmm. because of that safety. Yeah. Um, what I would say in staying, trying to stay sane, um, I've been praying a lot for sure. I mean, there's only so much you could do um, besides getting fresh air, but it's been rough. Like I'm yeah. not gonna, it's been really difficult, but I mean, okay. I'm just glad that like, I don't have to be financially struggling and that I have a place where mm -hmm. I'm in a household that's in a calm situation, which is yeah. what many could say. Yeah. yeah. So you talk, um, you know, a little bit, and I'm glad everybody's safe and, 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 you know, you're trying to make the best of it, make uh, the best of a situation. Um, I know, again, recent graduate. And so, you know, the world is, is at, at your um, reach right now and just stepping out of that. And so for, and I know there's going to be some college uh, students, um, I almost said kids, and I know that's, I didn't like that when I was in college, so I'm not going to say kids college students um, that are going to listen to this. And so what were you, what would you talk to them about in, in this, that journey or four years of uh, a university and what did you learn? What did you grow um, from the, from that experience? 
Um, so being 20 hours away from home, it was an experience. Um, I come from obviously the East Coast where it's a different climate politically, it's a different climate in terms of weather, geographically, like culture, everything. So it was completely a culture shock, but also you're transitioning into like, oh my gosh, I have this independence. I'm not in my house anymore. So it's like balancing that freedom, but also trying to learn who you are. But now you have to also focus on your academics, Mm -hmm. which was like, very challenging I think my freshman year and sophomore year I was very much like all over the place doing everything and I started to slow down as I actually tried to find that balance between professional like professional outward opportunities off campus and Mm -hmm. opportunities in terms of making sure I was still involved um what I would say is time management number one is key I'm not a really heavy organizer I literally focus my life by iPhone reminders and alarms. That's it. I'm trying to get into planning. I don't like it. Um, I would also say who you surround yourself with. Um, The people who you surround yourself with, um, the activities that you do is so important. Um, You don't even realize it, but it does impact who you are. It does impact who you become. Um, For me, that was really important. Like I've I had my finger in all different types of groups. Um, Like I said, I loved people. I made sure I engaged with different people, but as I started to really create who I was in terms of identity and becoming involved in Tulsa, visiting the North Tulsa community, finally getting a church that I liked my sophomore year, I started to see a shift in who I was, my Mm -hmm. focus, um, my mindset, what I really valued my time with. Um, I also think people don't focus on the importance of like failure because although I've excelled in so many things and I've been able to have so many opportunities during the time, yeah. um, there were a lot of opportunities that were canceled. Um, you would say this past semester, like one of those things, um, there was a lot of jobs I was unable to do, a lot of events I was unable to go to. And ultimately being a person who wants to be part of that, like not having that opportunity and knowing mm-hmm. what to say no, I think is just as important as your wins. Um, I think it's important to really hone in on that and knowing like Mm. it's okay to fail it's okay to not know what to do and especially right now like my whole life at 10 years old I was like okay mom I'm gonna go to Duke University I'm gonna meet (laughs) coach K like I'm gonna find my husband on the team like this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna be a lawyer and like my I wouldn't say my junior year it like halted I was like I hate the LSAT like I'm not about to take this test. And I probably scheduled it like at least three to four times. Mm -hmm. Still have not taken it. And just the fact that like it hit me where it's like, are you giving up on your dream? Or like, is this anxiety? Like what's going on? And even right now it's like, I have so many opportunities. Like how I've mentioned to you, like I've applied to grad school and I like still don't know what to do because there's so much uncertainty right now. Mm -hmm. I think like, yes, we want to see the positive outcome on that, but right now it's not looking up. And I think that's okay to recognize that, like, throughout your college experience, it's not always going to look up, but you have to know whether that's your faith, whether that's who you are, um, you have to stay focused on that. So, yeah, I would and, I think that's, and, I, and I think that's good because you bring up a couple of points I want to touch on. And one was around balancing freedom, and, and I kind of tagged it, balancing freedom versus reality. Right, yeah. Like there's the reality of these things I have to do now that I didn't necessarily have to do before. Um, and then you also talked about um, just that, you know, making sure that you are, you know, kind of not so, maybe a little bit grounded, but you mentioned about 
you know, getting out there and things shifting, right? You had this plan, you had this list. Uh, we know about lists. If you watch Transformation, we yeah. were ripping up lists a few weeks ago <laughs> um, based on relationship goals and things like that. But I want to touch on that balancing act of freedom versus reality, right? Because I, I know when I went away to college, that was like the, I'm free, yeah. like, but free to do what? right? Like free to, yeah. to, you know, you're not under the auspices, church word, auspices of the house anymore, right? But you are, you, you have this direction and this lineage you can go now. Um, and really, you are the one that is dictating um, or making the decision what you do, right? You, you have this, this newfound sense of choice. Um, but how did that reality set in to say, like you said, this freshman, freshman year, I was just, you know, and she went to a Christian university, y'all. We're not talking about wilding like that. We're just saying, <laughs> you know, we're just, we want to take over the world and run the world and rule the world and go make these changes. But also talking about, you know, how did that get you into these last two years? Because it almost seems like you had this transition point between those first two years and these last two. Um, and I've known you the last two. So, it, you know, it's like, talk to us a little bit, like, what was that turn? And how did you incorporate your faith into that, too? Um, I would say, you bring up a good point. I would say that term um, was realizing that with all of this freedom comes responsibility. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's really difficult. Oh, hey, Spider-Man, come on. <laughs> really power. Come yeah, because <laughs> um, I think my freshman and sophomore year, I was very much like I came into the university with the mindset of like, okay, I'm going to be student body president. Like that's one of my goals. I need to Mm -hmm. put my hand in everything. Like I need to do everything. This is what I have to do. But as I started to shift out and start to do internships in nonprofit organizations, um, intern for Senate, et cetera, I started to realize, okay, life is more than just this right now at college. Mm -hmm. And start focusing on the things that are going to be long lasting yeah which for me my first two years like no doubt victory is amazing place I just didn't take the time to get plugged in there so I was feeling very much a void until I started to actively serve at Transformation Church um like I started going there I would say August my sophomore year I started Mm -hmm. immediately getting plugged in getting mentors, meeting people like yourself. And I felt like, okay, I'm growing as a person. I'm being intentional in my faith journey. I'm prioritizing things more. I'm saying no. I'm trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what life is going to look like after this. I'm trying to figure out if student body president is even still my goal because I've been off campus for so long. Yeah. But I can't do this on my own. Mm -hmm. So it was taking the time to not only spiritually evolve, but mentally focus on, okay, what are the good things? What are the God things? What are the right nows that are important versus what are the things that are not going to matter a week from now, five years from now, a month mm-hmm. from now? Yeah. And it's, it's self-reflection because a lot of times we have these dreams and goals and aspirations, but we're not consistent in them mm-hmm. and we lay a plan for how we're going to go about doing them. And it's like, was this ever my dream to begin with? Or was this something that society told me this would be cool to aspire to be? Mm. So it's it's still ongoing for me, obviously, because I know the impact I want to make, but I just don't know necessarily how I want to get there. And it's like, there shouldn't be one path. I could go there doing several things, but it's like, is this what God wants me to do at this time? Yeah. Yeah. So. And, 
And that's so good too, because you talked about, um, you just said it too, right? Like, is this the society, societal thing to do? Like, this is what society says I should do. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I know a lot of that. And we talked with uh, Lee last week and, you know, we talked about um, just the, the pressure of being African-American and I, you know, and it's, it's something that I enjoyed that he brought up and I, and I knew when I slated this talk with you, I, I know it was going to be something we talked about because I think you give another aspect and layer to it, um, being an African-American young woman, right? Because there's still these stigmas of, I, I remember um, in being 14, 15 years old and people like, it's funny because it was like, you see me and I was six one African-American male do you play basketball? And I was like, why is that the first thing you asked me do I do? Like, why couldn't you ask me am I on the chess team or something? Like, I mean, what if I was on chess team? Like, I mean, I didn't play chess, but what if I did? You know, why is that the first thing? Why is it athlete or basketball or this? Or you just, you know, and people assume that. And so not to say that that means that they are racist or anything. It's just, I think that's a, like you said, the societal thing that people assume about people. And so how do you like view those things and and where do you like, not necessarily draw the line, but how do you discern from the societal thing? Because I know a desire of yours was to be president and whether that was societal or your own passion, but are there things that you've been, you feel like, like you talk about, you feel like you have to, decide okay is this the societal thing to do is this the god thing to do or is this the good thing to do um where do you um you know how do you discern through that because i know there's going to be people out here that are in that age and and they're wanting to be and they're wanting to do and they're wanting to become and they're you know wanting to make sure it's god ordained and purpose filled so how do you you know how would you help them navigate through those things um, I think in terms of like realizing this societal things in my identity, specifically, like you mentioned, as an African-American, um, people would assume because of I've evolved so much, I'm so very much vocal yeah. um, now that that has been it my whole life, whereas it hasn't. Um, I grew mm-hmm. up in a non-traditional household. My mom was a single mother. She's Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. as is my dad. So I didn't grow up having African-American history and I've been very privileged as I've grown up. I've been in private education my entire life. It mm-hmm. wasn't until, like, I didn't learn about African-American history. It wasn't until I came to Oral Roberts and I started paying attention to, like, what was going on in the media, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I started researching Terrence Crusher was literally shot on the same street, like, that I wow. actually started paying attention and realizing how society actually affects me as mm-hmm. an African-American woman because... I'm expected to be 10 times better. I'm expected to do 10 times better. Um, If it's not sports, then people don't necessarily assume that we're academically smart. It's like, oh, you're probably into the music industry or whatever. But it's like, for me, um, it's realized, like it's praying, but also it's like, okay, these are like, these are all these opportunities and these doors are gonna be open but what is the thing that's honestly going to fulfill the purpose that you know you have, that mm-hmm. you know um, is something that's in alignment with his word, but in alignment with also your desire? Because I think 
a lot of times we try to over spiritualize things yeah. and we neglect our own needs, which I believe should be in alignment with the needs of the Holy Spirit, you know? Mm-hmm. But for me personally, like, I don't feel like God speaks to me audibly. And that's something that I've struggled with. But I think it's being on, like, it's disciplining yourself to go about other ways to make sure that you're seeking Him and to make mm-hmm. sure that you're seeking the fruits of the Spirit and what it means to actually. Yeah. be walking in your purpose and be be like sharpening yourself every day yeah. because it's not just going to happen overnight yeah. um it takes consistency and a lot of times like it's okay to have bad days it's okay to be lazy but is that becoming who Aaliyah is is that becoming a pattern mm, yeah and you have to I don't have the luxury to just be a slug like it's not it's yeah. not who society sees me it's not what my mom has worked for and it's not what I want yeah so realizing those things yeah and I think that's that's really key because it's and I love the 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 flow of what you're saying and how we're going through this because people always think or I believe that people think that you know you can't you don't get this revelation until you're yeah. thirty thirty five you know and, and so even in week two we had um, Larry on and he's twenty five and he's you know really emerging in this Christian hip hop world and he's doing his thing, but there's such a humility and groundedness that he has um, at a young age that most people don't get to. And so when I'm hearing you talking about that, not just being grounded and rooted in what you know and what you believe when it comes to God and what he has for you, but also just because you're rooted doesn't mean you don't keep growing. Yeah. And you don't keep building and you don't keep evolving and progressing as Pastor Mike says, right? It's all about progression. And so as you go into this this new phase, this new chapter, this new season of life, um, you know, what are some things that that you are excited about? Um, and even on the flip side, some things that you say, you know what, I don't know. Um, and that's okay too. Yeah. You know? So just share with us a little bit about that. Um, so right now I'm still trying to decide, like, okay, I have student loans. I just found out like yesterday I have more <laughs> loans than I thought I had because I didn't realize, oh, senior year. <laughs> so that is terrifying. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay off these loans? But it's like, I got accepted to two grad programs, as you know. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I believe my part of my calling is in Tulsa. I believe my heart is in Tulsa. But do I necessarily have to be there right now? Mm. Or do I have to be there to get my degree, et cetera? So yeah. right now that is hard because I'm like, okay, if I go to Tulsa, I have to get a job. I'll be in grad school. I'll be paying bills. But my community is there. My yeah. church is there, which literally is like part of who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas here, like I can go to grad school, I'll be home, I'll be comfortable, but I'm restarting, you know? Yeah. So those two things are like two different, I guess, pathways that, it's hard because like a lot of seniors right now are like, I either have a plan or my plan's on hold or I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I don't have an answer for them right now, but to continue to like enjoy the now. And obviously that's so hard to do. Enjoying it does not mean butterflies and rainbows every day, but it means like focusing on the things which you and the Lord can control right now. Mm -hmm. But also like, waking up every day and being grateful because yeah. a lot of people are in domestic situations right now. They're jobless. They're hungry. They have kids to take care of, etc. Mm-hmm. 
but I think I'm excited to potentially like explore Tulsa on a different way. Um, I'm a, I really am really passionate about the community and I think being able to actually serve and go to community events more now, mm-hmm. um, potentially like hosting a belong group at church. Um, I think it's really excited. Like I mentioned before, I love food. So I'm excited to be able to cook, <laughs> to be able to yeah. like do those type of things and just, um, I think find out who I am outside of college and to, mm, yeah, yeah. to like grow on like what that is. But I think during this time, it's like more important of like disciplining myself to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just doing a paper last week and it was like on the New Testament. And I was just like, oh my gosh, Paul wrote so much and he has so much to mm-hmm. say. And I actually got to dive into that. So it's doing those things that you thought you didn't have time for. Yeah. But like with a new lens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's um, something I know I've learned and, and, and it's kind of the 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 essence of like Christianity and following God is like there's there's literally levels to it like there's not just I get saved and here I am and I've arrived and and you know there's some people that think that and even some religions that are in kept they they kind of teach that right like I am you are now saved and here you are right there's nothing more to do at this point we're just waiting on the Lord you know but there's always a deep a deep desire or a depth to get even more with God. And it's like any other relationship. And it's really the, and, and we talk about it. Um, I know Pastor Mike has talked about it when it comes to relationship goals. Like that's the first relationship. Yeah. And I know that many people, not just young people, not just old people, not just middle-aged people, but there's this, the, I think we, we often do relationship backwards. Yeah. We, we try to we try to love everybody else, then we try to love God, and then what's left we love ourselves. And a lot of times people don't love themselves. Yeah. And I I love how you're talking about like it's it's you and the Lord right now. Like that that's where we are, right? Like um, it, it's not necessarily I'm out here looking for this and I'm looking for this and I'm looking for that, but I, I'm at this point where there's this depth that I have to get with him. Like I'm, I'm enjoying this part of this, right. I'm enjoying this season um, where I'm going to grow in him. Yes. I have all these other things going on is I got to do this. If I do this and it's, and it's good to know, like it don't matter how deep you get with Jesus, how deep you go with your faith. Like those things are still there. They we're doing this episode and we both got stuff we need to, you know, my mind can go over here and over there and and work and this kids and family and all of these things but are we always coming back to that first relationship and i love that in in pastor mike's book uh, relationship goes he talks about that loving god first Mm -hmm. and just you know for people that are out there like talk about that a little bit like where like um when it comes to that relationship like what are you how are you driving that? How are you um, really, how do you find value in that, um, that first relationship, that, that Genesis relationship? Yeah. So like I mentioned, like I didn't grow up with my father for most of my life. He was very mm-hmm. much in and out. And even now, like our relationship is better than it's ever been, mm-hmm. but it, it's still awkward. Like yeah. I talk to him like a friend, like we're homies is what I would describe. Yeah. So it's like when I go to God or when I have problems, I'm like, 
like sometimes I yell I'm like god what is going on like why like why can I hear you audibly or like why are you doing this to me but it's the hardest thing for me and what I'm learning right now is like being still yeah being still and like I truly value like meditation um Spotify has a lot of those um I try to do like (laughs) meditation and I think just sitting in his presence along with worship has been really keen for me Mm-hmm. um I've started journaling a lot more and like getting out my thoughts whether that's journaling just like okay this is what I felt today or like specific prayers mm-hmm. but also I think like talking out loud to him um yeah. when you're praying like a lot of times I've noticed that I've seen Christians like oh I pray in my mind or like when I'm at like when I'm home like I usually pray my mind to God but it's like speak those words out loud because they're so powerful you know yep. um but it's also like if we're going to be honest, for a lot of people, it's hard to read the Bible. Like, yeah. it's difficult. Like, people don't, like, get up and they're like, okay, here's my 30 minutes again. But it's, like, disciplining yourself to, like, actually be like, okay, read it out loud if you need to. Read it on audiobook if you need to because it's important and it's food mm-hmm. for your soul. But, again, I'm going to reiterate on the fact that, like, it's consistency. Like, and I constantly ask people, okay, what does studying the Bible means? And I think, yes, you read it, et cetera. But for me, it's, like, researching the verses mm-hmm. using my study bible but also like my mom's a minister so i'm always asking her random questions like just last yeah. week i was like mom and i was asking my friends the same thing i was like do you think judas went to hell she was like where do you get that type of question bro but it's like <laughs> it's like that yeah. where the more you study it the more you focus on it and actually focus is i think the more you're able to actually feel his presence yeah. and it's it's still ongoing for me because sometimes I feel like far from him, but it's like, okay, have you been consistent this week? What yeah. do you, mm-hmm. so I would encourage them to like do different things. And he speaks to us through nature, through art, music, because it's not always the same method for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's learning what's best for you because what's best for Aaliyah is not going to be what's best for everyone else. Right. And I think, you know, you, you bring up some, some really awesome points because it, it it is key to not be so honed in on, I have to hear God this way. And, and even last week, me and Lee talked about it. Like, I know for me, like God is not this deep voice that comes down from the heavens and the skies part. And it's no, um, you don't typically talk like that to me anyway. Uh, you might talk to other people like that. But he's pretty calm with me. He's pretty just regular voice and, and hey, man, what are you doing? Like, we need to do this. This needs to happen. And, and we, we were even sharing a little bit about the journey of the podcast and just how he, you know, talked to me about that. Very stern, very, you know, um, subtle in some cases. But at a point he got, you know, similar to Moses. Like, look, this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, let's go. I'm with you. Go do it. Right. And, and it's and I love how you even talked about like God will speak to you in many different ways it's not just audibly and and it's funny it's key because we'll you know we'll talk about you talked you mentioned Enneagrams earlier all these personality tests all these things that we do that tell us about ourselves Mm. and they also tell us how we learn how we think you know so why wouldn't the God who created us communicate with us in all these different ways um even when he did miracles it wasn't about 
Um, let me just do it one way. Let me just, I'm going to do it all different ways. And I'm going to, you know, really have this diverse way to connect with people. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's so key to even be aware of that because I, like you said, like, you know, some people get, it's not easy to read the Bible sometimes. Yeah. It's not easy for me to read the Bible sometimes. I know it can't, you know, and I think there's, you know, you, you got preachers and teachers who will make you think like, oh man, I do this with my eyes closed. No, you don't. Like, nobody does. Okay. It's not even the Jesus who went to the cross. Jesus himself had a struggle with the process. <laughs> and if if there's any way I ain't got to go to this cross, please let it happen. Like, I mean, think if, if, if Jesus is having a struggle at a moment, who are we? I mean, you know, this is who we deem as, this is who we say is perfect. Yeah. And, and even he had moments where it was like, ah, brother, any, any way, father, anyway, like, and, and it's just, I, I love the, um, that authenticity that you have, that, that realness, that hotness of like, look, it ain't perfect all the time. Like I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still being, I'm still becoming. Yeah. And I think it's so key. And, and, and I'm gonna let you expound on it a little bit because I know, you know, seniors, like you said, who will stay in this season of college after college. Oof. And, you know, I, I joke, there was a show and I'm, I'm not going to, you may or may not know the show, but married with children, old show. Um, <laughs> and Bye. he would always wear his high school j- jacket and those are the glory days, right? He could never let them go, but they're going to be, there's people that, you know, we talk to people all the time that live in this, they live in a season. They just stay there. But how do you, because it sounds like college was great. College was awesome. You, you had a great time. You, you did a lot of things. And, I, and, and I, I'll just throw, because you mentioned it a couple of times, like this dream and ambition to become president. I'm going to let y'all know she did become the Student Association president at Oral Roberts University her senior year. It did happen. And, <laughs> and dream fulfilled. It happened. And she was Madam President. Um, and so how do you, cause I know you're hearing that, man, I'm just, I'm, you've probably heard at least once like, man, I just, I can't believe we're about to leave college. I can't believe it's over. I'm gonna miss it so much, man. We have so much fun, but how do you not necessarily forget, hmm. but not stay stuck? That's hard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oof. I don't even know. I'm trying to figure it out right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's holding on to those memories, yes, but yeah. using them to like propel you forward. There you go. Um, which does not necessarily mean staying in Tulsa, but might mean that for me. Right. But I think it means like being intentional in securing that community. One. Mm-hmm. For me, it's using the tools because it's Holy Spirit built is all of Or Roberts' mission. So yeah. continuing to like seek what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you but I think it's necessary like using like the I'm gonna hone it on the academics using the academics to really like figure out okay am I gonna use the degree that I used to go so-and-so pathway and how can I use it to like help my community to help people who are in high school right now who have mm-hmm. never experienced this yeah how am I gonna help them have the same experience if not better avoid the things that I've been through, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
what does like what it, what do I want that everyday to look like? Because obviously we're thinking, okay, we have loans. We don't know if we want to move out of our parents' house yet. We don't have a job yet. We don't even know if we want to use our degree for the job that we want to go into. Mm-hmm. But it's like speaking these things out loud, like with God, like, okay, God, like I'm kind of struggling right now. Like, what am I yeah. supposed to do? And it's like obviously using your faith aspect, but you have to be active. Like you have to be a person of action during this time. Mm-hmm. Like you have to figure out, okay, here's what I have. Here are the pros and cons. Shout out yeah. to my best friend. She's help. She's trying to help me do it. Like I said, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. And like, just go. Like, mm-hmm. especially I think what led me specifically to Tulsa, Oklahoma, other than the Holy Spirit and to Oral Roberts was because there was so much fear in doing it. Um, mm. And I think ultimately I'm someone who goes into the fire. Like I'm a person who's like, oh, you said that's hard. All right, let's go. Like, yeah. let's go do it. And it's like, when I first came here, it was like, my parents were like, oh, you don't know about that region. You don't have anyone there. You're going to be so lonely, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, you can't, yeah. like, you can't be influenced by like, Corona is here right now. Yes, we know it's here. Mm. But like, be sharpening new skills right now. Like Google and YouTube University are your friend. Like you could learn so many things right now. Take advantage of the present, but like use your college experiences or if you had bad experiences, use it to shape and sharpen how you're going to be better as you're leaving Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. But it's also allowing yourself to feel because mental health right now, I know is probably not the best thing for people. I know people are going through anxiety and depression and um it's hard like it's hard right now it's also like how can i balance this off with making sure that i'm trying to be persistent that i'm feeling it but i'm also seeking out what makes me happy and what's going to be in alignment with what i'm supposed to do as well Mm -hmm. and it's an ongoing journey like there's no set traditional path that you need to go through Mm -hmm. like most likely something i've heard like your first job is not going to be your forever job and maybe it is but like maybe but if you're not doing what like obviously makes you happy and what you feel like is helping others and is helping yourself then you definitely shouldn't be there yeah yeah and i think you know you touched on a lot of things and i know that might have been a bit of a curveball question but the reason i asked it was because i know that there's and it's not just transition from college to i don't know what you even call it but post-college um you know, the world, I guess, you know, but, you know, I I think that people, and I loved how you said it, like, you don't necessarily have it figured out. And that's okay. Yeah, right. It's a matter of holding on to what that was, Mm -hmm. and letting it propel you to your next leveraging those things, right. And I I think that's where so many People, even with whether it's college, whether it's transitioning jobs, whether it's, you know, shifting to a different relocating, whatever it is, it, it's so key that, you know, you you obviously look at it at every angle you can, right? Trust the Holy Spirit, like you said, like he's leading and guiding you in whatever decision it is, but also not um, getting too anxious. And I love how you said you let that fear, you almost run into it. You you let it drive you, especially when someone says, oh, don't do that. Oh, don't, you know, and there's always somebody um, that that will be there 
is, is, you know, for every one person that supports you, there's probably two or three that's going to tell you you shouldn't do it. Um, and, and I was even sharing last week, um, like I, I didn't, I didn't know anything about podcasting other than I listened to them. But when I made the decision and started to speak that decision out, there was a fear to even speak it because I knew people would say the negative and sure enough, people closest to me, like you even talked about, like your parents were like, Hey, I don't know about that area. Like, you don't know nothing. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's it's almost like even for me it was why do you want to do that why do you want to why do you want to go through all that why you why do you want why 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 and it's like okay but at a certain point the voice of God has to be bigger than the voice of everybody else yeah because and it's and I think for me being a parent that's sometimes hard for me to because I've had God tell me very specifically. Why are you getting in my way when I've already told you what I want to do regards them? Yeah. Um, and so it's, as a, it, and it's like this innate ability as a parent to want to say, wait, whoa, don't do that. You don't know that. Why don't you just go here? You're closer to me. I can protect you. I can save you if you need it. I can give you stuff if you need it. You're 20 hours away. Oh my God. What am I, you know? Yeah. And there's all of that that's built up, but at the same time, if I did my job, I prepared you to go. Yeah. And I know the God that you serve and I know that he can keep you too. And so it's even entering in this thing. Like you've now learned that on your own, you talked about that to mm-hmm. say, I know God enough now to where I'm not worried about these loans. I'm not worried about my necks. I'm not worried about any of this. Do I think about it? Yes. Am I, you know, do I want to know an answer? Of course you do. That's innate in every human to want to know the answer to the, we want to know how the story ends. We want to know what's our next. We want to read the book and know, but there's also this enough trust there that's being built that I think people listening to this can say, you know what, where is my level of trust with God? Where is my level of understanding of who he is? And I think all of that ties into what you've been saying of, if I really want to question or assess my trust, I probably need to go assess my relationship with him Mm. and where I am with that. And so, because that's the only real way you learn to trust him is to build a relationship with him to understand who he is and what he does. Mm. Um, And we were even talking about that with some of the things that, you know, we've read with people um, when it relates to TC And, you know, people are hinging upon what Pastor Mike will say. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's all great to get the knowledge from him, but he will even tell you, go read it for yourself. Yeah. Like, don't just go by what I'm saying. Go read it for yourself. Get your own understanding. Because that should spark the interest in, because if you're not doing that, and I love how you said, like, you know, your parents have had this, this effect on you, this impact influence in your life. And even your mom being a minister, there is so much that you gain from her. Yeah. But now you're at that season. I have to gain for myself. Yeah. And that's where people, you know, we have to come out of that mindset of I, I'm getting it from here. I'm getting it from here. That's great. 
but when will you start to walk in that belief yourself and start to own it? Like you said, that fear, like I'm ready to walk right up in that thing. I don't know what it's going to be, but okay. God, you with me. Let's roll. We're going to see what happens. Um, I love, I love this. I love how you said that. And so as we kind of come to the end of this, I'm going to give you the opportunity to, you know, speak some, some life into some people who are listening. Maybe they're just entering college. Maybe they're just entering a workforce. Maybe they're just, um, opening the Bible for the first time and don't really know what to do with it. Um, they just got saved. Like it's so funny how it transcends all of this. And I love that this series has encapsulated so many different people at so many different stages of their walk, because that was the goal. Like that was the, that was the vision. That was the the purpose that God gave me for the series is that you can get the, yes, it's people meeting people, but it's also, I'm going to gain, I'm going to pull something from every one of these messages. Every one of these interviews, there's something that can be pulled away. doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter how old they are. It doesn't matter where they are because there are people who won't openly say, I'm struggling with this, or I don't know what to do with this. Like, I'm so scared to say, I don't know what I'm doing with this, that they don't say, I don't know what I'm doing with this. Mm-hmm. And so what would you tell them? Cause, because I, again, I, I've said it before, but that, walking running into the fear like i think that is like the that's that's the anthem of this message like literally running into that um with the knowledge of everything but what would you tell them at that stage of wherever they are like how do you what encouragement would you give them as we close this out um number one i think it's always like important to be honest with yourself Mm. i think if you're not honest with yourself first then it can't propel whatever next steps you think you should do or you think you want to do Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times like as people oriented people like myself we want to make sure that we're pleasing everyone else that everyone else is satisfied is helped but we neglect our own needs and I've seen that in myself um we neglect our own needs so much but it's like okay what do I want to be doing um that aligns with God's word for me and his purpose for my calling and I also think you need to be able to make sure that whatever you're doing, it's people oriented, um, whether that, and that's knowing what that balance is. Like, what does it look like to be where I am? Like, am I only serving Aaliyah's needs or am I serving mm-hmm. the needs of those around me as well? Yeah. Um, am I making sure that what I'm doing is going to affect the past generation and the generation to come and the people that are around me? I think that's really important. Um, what I mentioned, like fear, like fear is literally like, it's a lie and it's what you choose to believe. And it's the things that the enemy knows that you're going to be fearful of that continues to shape that doubt in your mind. And that's what it is. It's doubt, but it's like, we focus so much on the what ifs and not if like the goes and the tries, because how are you going to know if you don't do it? And a lot of times, like it's let me be honest, easier said than done all the time, but at least you did it. At least you Mm -hmm. failed and you can pick back up, but you have to, again, be honest with yourself and knowing how to do it. Um, I also think it's important to like cultivate love, like, especially in the age of like, people are paying attention as we've seen this past week to like social injustice to like, what's, that's, what's on my heart. Um, 
it's hard not being bitter towards people who don't see it and don't understand it, but also to the perpetrators. Like, Aaliyah tries to make sure, like, my life anthem is, like, recklessly loving like Jesus to make sure I leave people feeling mm-hmm. hurt, understood, and cared for. But it's right. like, am I examining the hate or, like, the distrust that I have in myself? Mm-hmm. And am I still focusing on loving God, loving people, loving your neighbor? Because ultimately, like, that's the sole thing. Yeah. And I think that's really important. But I would leave that with, like, make sure that you're living a life where you have no regrets and no what ifs. Mm. Um, Because at the end of the day, that's what's gonna, that's what you're gonna leave this life with. Mm -hmm. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I, I know people are gonna be blessed by this episode. And so definitely, uh, Leah, thank you so much for taking the time and, and rolling with us. And, and for everybody listening, uh, thank you all for sticking with us. And we are going to be back next week uh, for week six of this series. Uh, we're going to run this series through June and um, more guests, more insights, more things. Definitely follow us on Instagram, YouTube, all of those things. Uh, this is Vantage Point or Vantage Point Podcast. Love you guys. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.